I don't know about you, but I'm kind of glad it's gone. Amen. Good morning. Kyle and Ryan, could you two do me a huge favor and bring this round desk up here? You betcha, you couple strong young men. Children are dismissed here in a moment for Sunday school. I believe the youth are staying here. Oh. This mic is mine for a little while. Is that okay? Because you really don't need it for a few minutes. But I will give it back. All right, now we want to call the leadership together. Uh, that's Pastor Nelson, Louise, Pastor David, Daniel, wherever you are, and Ariana, and Sean. Would you come to the front, please? First of all, Pastor Kimberly. Oh, I did. I did pretty good. Anyway, just just face the congregation. Just face. If you don't mind, would you walk those steps? Thank you. Pastor Sean and Ariana, Pastor Sean and Ariana, Pastor David, Pastor Daniel, and Brenda's not here. That's okay. In nursery? Could somebody get her, please? Okay, so we'll just leave her up there. We're going to leave her up there. Sean, if you could take us place right there. You have to go in the place too because they're getting this on so you have to go up there too. <laughs> Thank otherwise, you Vanessa. Oh no we don't, we don't want that. Anyway I am going to hand these out to We were in school and we got called up into the front of the class. It usually was not for a good reason. <laughs> but men that you're all smiling, well, no, you can't. Uh, this is a little bit different. We just want to tell you how we appreciate what you do as pastors and leaders of our flock here. Uh, I know there's many hours go into leading us as a family that we don't even realize and we, we just from our hearts we just want to appreciate each and every one of you. <clears throat> you each one of you bring something different to us but that's where the strength comes the difference if the team works together that's where your strength comes. And we appreciate how you've put it all together for us. Uh, it's, it's 
appreciated. Whether you really know exactly how it is or not, that's beside the point, but we do appreciate each of you. Thank you. Thank you very much. I like those Pentecostal cards. Thank you. I want to let you know how much we appreciate all of you. This morning I was looking out and I'm thinking, you know, we're... we're I didn't, I didn't even get the driveway cleared <laughs> this week. Pastor Nelson asked me yesterday, I was away for the week, he asked me yesterday and I said, you know what, we're just going to see what it looks like in the morning. But we're a family. We're a family. And that means that each one of us pulls different weight but steps in when the time is necessary. And steps in. And this morning, people were out here stepping in. They weren't saying, gee whiz, my parking spot is full of snow. They just parked wherever. Some of them walked in the snow. Some of them parked in the grass. Some of them parked on the edge of the pavement. We tried to do it in an orderly fashion. But it was like, you know what, we're just family and we're just getting together. And this is a house of family. So thank you. Thank you very much. I was, I often ask, I ask God for a word for the year. I ask him for a word for every Sunday, by the way. But I, I, I also ask him for a word for the year. And sometimes I get one and sometimes I don't. Last year, God gave me a word. For, for instance, in 2020, he didn't give me a word. And I thank God he didn't because 2020 was like the craziest year we'd ever expected. And, and people were talking about vision and looking forward and stuff like that. And it was like nobody knew what was happening in 2020. And then last year, he just gave me one word, and that was the word continue. I wasn't 100% sure what it completely meant. And I'm not even sure if I still understand fully what it meant. But... I determined that I would continue. In every aspect of my life, I would continue. This year, he didn't give me a word. And I'm going, okay. I wasn't panicking. Um, I'm excited about what we're talking about right now. We're talking about this as a house, and I believe in many ways we're laying foundational stones and identification markers as to what describes or how we see God's house portrayed through solid rock. Because it's God's house, but he kind of uses the individual flair of the individuals as part of that house when he builds it. So we're part of the church universal, but we also have a local church aspect. And there's churches in Abbotsford that are brothers and sister churches to, with us that have different strengths. We bring a different strength. We bring the humor to the church in the valley. We, we do. 
I mean, I sit there and I tell jokes. All, I'm just kidding. I don't sit there and tell jokes. All, I've tried to tell jokes, and, and uh, I've always get the punchline mixed up. But for some reason, God figured, you know what, David, either you laugh at him or you laugh with him. And I just figured, you know what, I don't know what you're doing, but I'm just going to laugh with you as you laugh with me or at me. So this year, God, I, I, I'm, I'm sitting in front of my mirror yesterday morning or standing in front of my mirror getting ready to brush my teeth. And I get this phrase that comes to me, and I know it's from God. And the phrase is, look up and look forward. And I thought, huh. That's like real simple. So I just started thinking about it. I, did, I, I, I just said, okay, Lord. And, and so the first aspect of that that came to me as I was thinking about that is in Psalms, and we're going to go to this Psalm, Psalm 121, where the psalmist writes, and he says, I look to the heavens or to the hills from where comes my strength. He's looking for strength. And then if you read it in a number of different versions, what he's saying is I'm looking up there from where does my help come from. He says my help comes from the Lord. So what I'd like to do is if you've got your Bibles ready, whether they're electronic Bibles or paper Bibles, if you can turn to Psalm 121, and I just want to spend a few minutes this morning, and after I preach, we've got a few donuts to share, not to share, to give, um, and, and, uh, and I believe there may be even some coffee. And so what I'm going to ask is maybe uh, one person kind of serve the coffee so that we can uh, be careful with that. We, we want to understand and respect some of the concerns in our community. Um, we don't live in fear with COVID, but we don't live in ignorance. So I think there's some, some wisdom that we can use and some care that we can exercise. Psalm 121. Everybody got it? Okay, I'm going to read it. I'm going to read the eight verses, and then I've got about 17 points. I'm just kidding. I got one, two, three. Well, maybe I do. Um, I will lift up my eyes to the mountains. From where shall my help come? My help comes from the Lord. By the way, this is a song of ascents. And you know, sometimes if you read in the Psalms especially, it has these little... Um, headers before the psalm. And a song of ascents is something that they would sing as they ascended or came to the house of the Lord. It wasn't just to fill the page, like the psalmist had a quote of 75 words, so it was like, oh, I can write a song of ascents, and that's four words I don't have to worry about. No, this was something that they sang together as a group when they approached God's house. So whenever you read a song of ascents, there's actually songs that they sang together as they came together, and this is one of them. So they would sing this together. I lift up my eyes to the hills, to the mountains. From where shall my help come from? My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. He will not allow your foot, and let's make this personal. He will not allow my foot to slip, but he who keeps me will not slumber. Behold, he who keeps Israel, the people of God, will neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord is my keeper. 
The Lord is my shade on my right hand. The sun will not smite me by day, nor the moon by night. The Lord will protect me from all evil. He will keep my soul. The Lord will guard my going out and my coming in from this time forth and forever. Let's just pray. Lord, if there's anything we've even heard this morning, let it be your word. If anything sticks with us, may it be your word that is spoken, that brings life, brings clarity, brings strength. So, Lord, right now, I just ask for the word that was just spoken would penetrate in our hearts. And, Lord, as we take a few minutes just to look at this, I ask, God, that you would keep our eyes of revelation and our eyes of understanding open. In your precious name, amen. I wrote down a few things. First of all, it says, my help comes. Everybody I know needs help. I have found, especially in the last two years, people need help. People are struggling. Can we be honest? It's, it's, I've, I've struggled. I thought COVID was going to be done in like two weeks. And so when it hit a month, it was like, what? We had a holiday planned. We canceled the holiday. I was a little upset. I was go supposed to go to Hawaii. I was upset. And what I found was it was a battle not just in the community, but it was a battle up here. And I have found over the last two years, coming up to two years, that people are at their wit's end. I've seen stress at all-time level. I, I, I don't know about you, but I've seen people triggered over the craziest things. I've seen people triggered in conversation. I've been seeing people triggered by other people's behavior. I've seen people triggered driving. I've seen people triggered over nothing that happens, and yet they're frazzled. And it says, my help comes and that word help has a picture of it that this is the most important one who has the presence or has the experience is able to cut off and be your weapon that's kind of the picture of that word my help in other words when you look to help and you look to God he is the best one to take care of your situation anybody here heard of the phrase mo what is your mode operandi what do you do when something happens what's your mo and quite often our mo is not god our mo is myself or a bottle or drugs or a pornography or other things that i run to food other things that tried, I, I get these, and, and instead of coming to God, we go to all these other things. And he says, no, my help comes from the Lord. So I wrote down some things. First of all, for 2022, have someone bigger in your life. Have someone bigger than you in your life. I'm going to be blunt. You can't do it on your own. You can't. 
And I don't believe God made us or designed us to be able to do it on our own. I believe he made us and designed us for relationship with him. One of the first things you see in the Bible in Genesis is after he created Adam and Eve, you see that he walked with them in the garden and he talked with them and he fellowshiped with them. He made them for fellowship. He created us for his pleasure. Get someone bigger than you in your life. And the someone is God because he is a person. God is not an it. God is a person. He's real. He speaks. He gives impressions. He paints the sky. He causes the wind to blow. He causes the waves to happen. Have someone bigger in your life. You're created for fellowship. I've, I've sometimes hear this expression, and, and I understand the expression, but I'd like to give it a little bit of pushback. God will never give you anything bigger than you can or harder than you can face. And I'd like to push back on that a bit because I believe sometimes we get things harder than we can face that show that we need God. I don't think God sits up in heaven and says, oh, I'm going to give him something harder. But there's things that happen to us and around us and in us and beside us that are bigger and they can overwhelm us. Now, I understand the sentiment that God's not going to give you more than you can handle, but I also believe sometimes things happen to us that are bigger than I can handle. And what I found in 2021 was there were things that happened that were bigger than I could handle. And what I had to do was I had to go to someone bigger. I could not figure this out myself. And what I found was when I went to someone bigger, it took some of the pressure off. I still had to walk through things, but it's not my problem. Lift up your eyes to the hills. The next thing I wrote down here is God is your best option for help. Not only is he best, your best option but make God your first option. I, 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 I'm not trying to make this complicated, but I think sometimes we miss the simple things. And we face something that can stress us out, and instead of taking a moment in prayer, we try to figure it all out. And I'm not sure about you, but sometimes we can make a royal mess out of life, when God says, come to me. Have someone bigger in your life, and God is the best and the first option for help. These are some things that you can write down because by the time you leave the driveway, you may have already forgotten how many points I've given. And I didn't spend 35 minutes writing down this sermon for you to forget it in three. But I want to challenge you because there are some simple things that we can do in life that actually can eliminate some of the stress of life. Have someone bigger 
in your life. God is your best option and God is your first option. Here's another one. God is more effective and efficient than you. So in 2022, be smart and say, God, you're more effective and you're more efficient than me. Get over it. You haven't figured it all out. If you have, let me know. When you read this passage, it says, He who keeps you will not slumber. That word slumber refers to getting tired. God who keeps you isn't going to get tired keeping you. Have you ever got tired of taking care of somebody? Have you ever got tired of doing something that somebody else should maybe do? When you come to God with your situation, and you say, God, I need help. Now, by the way, when you say, God, I need help, sometimes he tells you what to do. Like he might say, with everything, temptation, there's a way of escape, and one of the ways is the two legs God gave you. So sometimes we think, oh, I'm just going to give this to God, and God says, yeah, thank you for giving that. Here's some wisdom. Get out of that room. Change who you're talking to. Spend time with me. So God will give you the answer. And, and we see here, it says, he who keeps you, he does not get tired of helping you. Thank God that he does not get tired of helping me. Because in 2021, I ran to that throne of grace many, many, many times. And it says, run to the throne of grace in time of need. Come boldly to his throne. Sometimes I think we equate God, Father, as Father here on earth. And we think, you know what? I don't want to keep bothering my dad. I don't want to keep hounding him. And God says, no, come to me because I am the one who cares for you. Can somebody say, thank you, Lord? In 2022, you don't have to have it all figured out. You just need to know who's got it figured out. Look up. He does not get tired. And then it says, not only does he not get tired, he will neither slumber nor sleep. Not only does he not get tired, but he won't fall asleep. He won't fall asleep. It says he will guard you. God, literally, the word guard there, actually one of the aspects of that word guard is he puts a hedge of protection around you. The God that you serve isn't just sitting in heaven, but it says in the Psalms that he has given his angels charge over you. His angels protect you and guide you and watch over you. Anybody ever experience a near miss in something? I know sometimes we've experienced actual accidents, but have you ever experienced something that was a near miss? I have. 
I didn't realize it at the time, but afterwards when I sat back and I thought about what happened, there was instances where I came awful close to something catastrophic to me. And I thought about it and I thought, wow, his angels. When I get to heaven, I think they're going to bring me to a room and they've got, they've got DVD, but they're glorified DVDs. And they're going to stick it in the DVD player. And they're going to say, David, I just want you to watch what we did for you the last six, you know, 70, 80, 90 years of your life. We didn't get tired, but boy, you put us through it. I've driven a vehicle in the snow, and it was sliding across an intersection. And all of a sudden, it was literally as if it was grabbed and it was brought right back onto the road. I had another situation where I was working under a bridge and I was a project manager and I was up and we were doing a huge thing underneath the bridge and we had jacked up this thing that was like 40 or 50 tons, this frame that would support the bridge while they worked on the uh, abutments on the bridge. And so we had to put it on the actual abutments to relieve the pressure. And it was a steel I-beam that was as tall as me. And I stood between that steel abutment and the concrete abutment, or that steel beam, and the edge of the beam, and it was shifting because they had it, putting it in place. And you, you ever realize you can't stop, you know, a 150-pound person can't stop a 50-ton thing from, from moving six, seven, eight inches. And I stood between the edge of that I-beam and the concrete abutment and the beam came, and it literally pressed against my chest. I had no clue how stupid I was at that moment. And then it stopped. I didn't even have a broken rib. And I'm sorry, you can't tell me the steel was stopping at that moment and pulling back. Because I've been around it too long. You know what? The angels protected me. If anybody's going to be my bodyguard, I thank God it's him. He literally puts a hedge of protection around you. This is something that you can say, Lord, can you watch out for all the crazy drivers today because I don't want to get in an accident. We did that this week. We were driving in the States, and a car was in front of us, and I don't know what happened and how it happened, but it's a little car, and it literally spun four or five times, hit the metal barrier on the side, came back on the road, spun out, and hit it again, and it was going like 75 miles an hour. I was shocked it didn't flip over. We were like 100 yards behind it. And if you know me when I drive, I like to be the person in front. So when I see a car in front of me, I get out my fishing pole, I out there and I reel them in and then I pass them and for some reason God didn't let me do that I thank God for his angels watching over me this is what happens when we look up this is what happens when we look up what I found in 2021 is if I looked here I would get stressed out, but when I looked up, I had a different perspective.
Not only does he protect you, and by the way, you're protected 24-7, even when you're asleep. Because he doesn't sleep. And he doesn't even get tired. It says also, he's your keeper, which means your protector. He's your shade on your right hand. The sun will not harm you by day nor the moon by night. He will protect you from all evil. He will keep you. The word keep means that he will guard you and watch over you and actually keep you. This is what I believe God wants to speak to each one of us in this year that you would get a greater revelation of the provision, the blessing, the protection of God Almighty over each one of us. That we would not walk in fear, that we wouldn't walk in in intimidation, but we would walk in the strength and the confidence of God Almighty who watches over us, who protects us, who blesses us, and who is with us every day and every moment of the day. That is the God I serve. That is the God you serve. And one of the things we have to learn how to do, it's real simple, is look up. Look up. Well, all I see is a mess in front of me. I see bills. I see, I don't see enough money. I see, look up. And you say, well, that, that's not going to solve it. No, but he might give you an idea. He might give you an opportunity. He might let you see a now hiring sign. I see them all over the place. Sometimes that's God. You say, God, give me a sign. And he puts a sign in front of you. Now hiring. God, I need more money. Now hiring. But look up. We have been fraught with distraction. We have fought over vaccinations. We've fought over masks. We've fought over this. We've fought over that. And we have missed Jesus. And he's here to tell you, look up. Can you imagine what influence you may have in your community when people are panicking and stressing out and you're facing the same thing they are and yet you look up and you see Jesus and you see the Father and you see his wisdom and he gives you help and he gives you strength. And there's fumbling and stumbling and they're using all types of different words to describe what they're feeling. And you can walk into that room and you can just bring peace to that room because you are still facing the same thing they are, but you're looking up. And you have a strength. I have a strength and a confidence that he watches over me. It doesn't mean I do stupid things, but you know what? Sometimes I do stupid things. And he still protects me. Sometimes I do stupid things, and I pay the consequence of it. But he still protects me, because it could have been a whole lot worse. Does anybody identify with this? I'm, I'm trying to make this real simple. Look up and look forward. Here's one other thing I want to stress to you. God is interested in your mental health. That's a term we can use instead of the word soul. To me, they're very similar. Mind, will, and emotions. Our mental health is our mind, 
our will, and our emotions. It's a, it's a hot topic. It's a word that's, that's flying around. And I have experienced a stress on my mind, my will, and in my emotions. And do you know that God is interested in your mind, your will, and your emotions? He doesn't just say, figure it out. He says, you know what? I'm going to bless you, and I'm going to keep you. In fact, as I read this, it says, he will keep your soul. So instead of running to the latest get help section, run to him and look to him and get help from him. Look up. Look up. 2022, look up. And the next one was look forward. Have a vision for what God wants you to experience this year. Look forward. We have a sign. I don't know if it's in my office or at home. It says, look, don't look back. You're not going that way. Look forward. What I found is when I look back, I dwell on all those things that I messed up, made mistakes of, and did make. And instead of looking forward at the opportunities ahead of me, I look back. Now, yes, we learn from our past. But we learn from it so we can apply it in our future. So my word for you, prophetically and practically, is look up and look forward. And I can't stress this enough, how strong it is stirring inside of me that it's a very simple phrase, but can you imagine... Can you be honest and say, if I would have spent the last 12 months looking up and looking forward, would your last 12 months have been different? Don't raise your hand. But can we be honest? If I would have spent the last 12 months looking up and looking forward, I can tell you there would be things different. Now, I learned how to do that this year, but I also learned that I don't have it figured out, that I'm in desperate need of the smartest person in the room, that I'm not the biggest one, that I got to come to the biggest one. And I found that when I look up, I look at him and I get his perspective I get his vision, I get his understanding, his perspective, and literally it takes a load off. And it's not that I'm irresponsible. I will do what he tells me to do. But I'm not going to do what he doesn't tell me to do. Amen? The kingdom is completely different. completely different than what we have been conditioned with and grown up with. If you don't think so, read Matthew 5, 6, and 7 and see how the kingdom is different. The kingdom says look up. The world says 
get stuck in the mire that you're in and drag somebody else in there with you. God says, look up and then pull somebody up with you. Amen? I'd like to close with a prophetic declaration over you. I hope you're okay with that. Could you stand? If I could, I'd say come up here and I'll lay my hands on you, but I want to respect things, so if you could just stand, I'm going to stretch out my hand. The word bless, actually the picture that's associated with the word bless in the Hebrew language is an outstretched arm that's opened. In other words, everything that the father had he was releasing. He wasn't going like this. So this morning, I want to stretch my hand over you, and I want to be a spokesman and speaking the oracle of God over you. So I'd like you to receive this as the words of God over you, because this is an instruction from God. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance on you and give you peace. And the Lord, his name, may it be on you so that when he looks at you, he blesses you. In the name of Jesus, I declare that, I release that now. In his mighty name, amen. Now we have...